0: <laughs> okay one more time all right i'm april margulies and
1: i'm christopher Dawkins.
0: and you're on the line with the hype busters
1: welcome ready for some real talk on strategic communication
0: you're the right flips.
1: everybody welcome to the latest illustrious episode of Busters. I'm Christopher Tompkins
0: (laughs) and I'm April Margulies
1: she sure is folks we got a really really great show we have um, the wonderful Colleen I can't wait to dive in with her Um, we're gonna be talking to her about a couple different subjects aren't we April
0: yeah, she wants to talk about um, the intersection between making sure that your privacy is withheld when you're working with customers, but also doing customer loyalty programs that are relevant to them and all all, all things customer loyalty related marketing.
1: I love privacy. So <laughs> the, uh, so we're looking forward to uh, speaking to Colleen just in our next segment. After we talk about something that's near and dear to my heart, How have you been, April? Oh me! you
0: I'm good oh. I'm good I, business is picking up a little bit. Yeah. I feel like the economy is uh I don't know if it's the economy or if it's the end of the year or if it's both, but things are in a good place. Maybe it's me maybe maybe all the shifts I'm making personally are inviting uh more flow or something not to sound too west coasty, but
1: well, it sounds like you have a definite answer as to what you can attribute your your positivity to. <laughs> <laughs> it may be anything actually might be the weather uh you know uh but no i'm glad to hear that you're doing doing good it's been uh it's been very very hectic uh at the at, at go agency we've been um super busy with new clients and looking to the future and last quarter planning and and then i have to go in and be as extra as possible as i always am and like do multiple events with friends where i'm going to be hosting during this time of year which is kind of i would say probably my Mm -hmm. busiest time of year and digital agencies it tends to be really busy towards the end of the year because a lot of clients are kind of just ready to um, release the rest of their leftover budgets they can invest into next year's campaigns and all Mm -hmm. of that good stuff so but then i'm like yeah why don't we do friendsgiving i'm like you know what i'm gonna do my family thanksgiving too the weekend after and then you know what i'm gonna do christmas why don't we do a christmas open house so, uh, yeah, the hubs, the hubs, the hubs is like, you know, why don't you slow down a little bit,
2: <laughs> why, why
1: you can dial it back.
0: How are you going to keep your trim figure?
1: Um, I think mostly through, um, anxiety and stress. Um, I think that's going to be my goal. I think I'm going to be only, only subsisting on uh, red wine, uh, yeah. with the occasional coffee. Kind. Um, coffee in the evening, red wine in the morning. And I think that that kind of just really, you know, levels out the day. No, uh, it, you know what? It's, it's trying to find balance and craziness. And I think that that's what agency owners have to do. Right.
0: True. Very true. So
1: it's just add, add more to my plate. It's like, it's like onboarding five clients at once. We've done it many times. It's painful, but you know, you figure it out. But well, I- what do you got?
0: more power to you
1: oh thank you i i i i enjoy the empowerment angle of this conversation (laughs) Um, so okay there's been so many things that have been going on so why don't we scoop our little bums over to
0: the breaking
1: news segment
0: i'm I'm in
1: okay good thank you i i i I appreciate the enthusiasm
0: fully on board (laughs) i can't i can't match your level of excitement but i am on board.
1: No. I, you know what? Okay. So one of the first stories that I saw that, um, that made me roll my eyes really hard um, was uh, the news that YouTube has been secretly paying TikTok influencers and other top content creators up to around 50K to post to YouTube shorts. So you, do you know what YouTube shorts are, April? Not really. They are, um, they're about, they come up to your thigh. Um, <laughs> you want right into that. No, they're Bermuda. They're boy shorts. No, but they are, um, they're basically YouTube's version of TikToks and Reels. So how can you launch something that everybody else is using on a different platform? You just literally go to the platform, find the most popular people on there and you pay them to use your product. And that's what these influencers do with products. So, hey, I'm on TikTok, I'll just do it on YouTube. And then what YouTube's doing is pay, basically paying for traffic because all of those influencers have such a crazy amount of traffic that then it looks like, hey, wow, YouTube shorts is a thing. Mm. Wow, we gotta check this out. It's very feasible. So I think it's pretty, I think it's a, it's a pretty smart move. <laughs> Influencers aren't like sponsored by TikTok. I mean, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. These, you know, so well, some of them are, but you know, the way that YouTube was approaching this, I thought was really intelligent because um, everybody's secretly paying somebody to endorse them. You know what I mean? Right. It's not like, so why can't brands do it? I don't, I don't see any harm or foul on this. What do you think?
0: No, I mean, it seems smart to me. It seems like good business.
1: Well, going in from uh, the, the fantastic business moves of YouTube and TikTok, now we have the TikTok tragedy.
0: Oh, it's so sad. Yeah. It's so, so, so sad. So there was this, I'm sure most people know, there was a tragedy at the Astroworld um, concert where about 100 people were injured and 10 people were killed as a result of what appears to just be crowd chaos. Yeah. But they're still investigating it to see if there were drugs in play or if there was some I don't know. It was very strange, but it's now turned into sort of uh, the PR nightmare and that mm. there are all these satanic meanings attached to it. Um whether those are true or not, I mean, you know, I guess that's um it's not something that that we would know, but but I certainly think that it's regardless of what happened, it's, it's pretty awful mm-hmm. and, um, definitely follows into, you know, I mean, a uh, oh, a horrific event. So it's, um, it'd be interesting to see if there are other crowd measure. I mean, it's especially strange to me in, in a time where people were not allowed to be in groups of more than however many people for a (laughs) while and suddenly it's like a herd of people running over each other but it it will have lasting repercussions for concert goers for musicians especially those who have mosh pits or more aggressive music or I mean it's it's a it's it's pretty awful and then there was that video that's been circulating too which is unfortunate where it's oh it's it because it's like, you know, they're just, they're this guy they see on the musician sees from stage and says some asked out, you know, will you please go pick him up and you know, take him somewhere safe. But unfortunately, he has to kind of keep the concert going. So it kind of looks like he's singing while this guy is dead and getting so.
2: Yeah.
0: It's pretty awful.
1: Yeah, it's pretty awful. And I think that also when stories like this are so horrific, and then they really take on a whole other life, when it hits on social, and just I think the power of uh, the power of the TikTok narrative, which is not something that a lot of people think about, they think about, oh, wow, these people have a lot of followers, they have, um, they are, they're influencers, because they have a lot of followers and brands pay them. I think we have to also think about influencers and in other ways you can actually influence messages on these platforms that can be kind of shocking. And you can draw parallels and do conspiracy theories, and then get, and if you are an influencer, you can spread them really quickly. And I think that that's one of the things that I've seen. You know, I mean, obviously, I, I've known this for a while. I mean, you're working in marketing, we know how things can go, quote unquote, viral. But it's taking. It's having so many individuals rather than superstars that are taking charge of the narrative that they, they can then fuel to the extent of just just craziness. So, I mean, and just looking at that concert, I mean, it did look like fire and brimstone to me, um, but again, sorry for all of those people that, that had uh, my condolences to all those families. It's me, it's really terrible, um, but it's interesting how the next, story is told after the stories on the news and how it changes when it goes into the social realm. Uh yeah, terrible story, but you know, um while we're talking about TikTok and we're talking about you know, um sharing the message, um one of the things that I think a lot of brands are having trouble with is just understanding what they should be doing on TikTok, what they should be how they should be spreading their message. And TikTok has been really receptive to this. They've had they had their uh, they had a TikTok summit, that was <laughs> laughable. That we we could discuss that in our cash or trash. <laughs> like if we were doing that about six months ago, it was awful. But um, the uh, they've really upped their game, and now they're coming out with a TikTok magazine. What's interesting about this is that it is a new digital magazine that highlights effective marketing approaches in the app. There's actual case studies in this magazine now are you going to get rich because you read this no it's not how it works what you have to do is you can check it out and you can see how people put the pieces together and then you can kind of model it because one of the things with tiktok with reels with a lot of the social media that's going out there right now is finding what's popular and seeing if your brand can react to it can recreate it or could utilize that content through share. That is like the number one way currently now (laughs) that you can hack the algorithm. So they're giving you a way of finding new ways of coming up with ideas, which I think is pretty cool because don't you think, um, I don't know what you think, April, but we've talked a lot about TikTok today. Do you feel that a lot of, of your clients are exploring TikTok at all?
0: Not really. But I think that is partly a product of who our clients are. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't really have any, we have some consumer clients, but none that are really geared towards that audience. So, and we have a lot of B2B clients and TikTok, let's be honest, is not a a number one go-to platform for, for b2b clients
1: oh my god no way <laughs> what You're about those- <laughs> the the business to business turtle taxidermy from tulsa i mean he does only business turtles
0: tick tock all day man
1: <laughs> and the last one was one uh the last story that we were going to cover um was one that you found um about uh, you wanted to talk about with the um the beautiful, soothing Mark Zuckerberg um, and his arresting (laughs) blank ice cold stare um, and his new advertisement for Meta.
0: Yes, I mean. (laughs) (laughs)
1: What can you even say about
0: it? (laughs) I don't even know what to say. Um, I think in general, I think the whole rebranding, I just have to preface this and then we, and then I can let you get into that piece of it. But I think in general, it's a very obvious move to avoid some of the PR scandals that Facebook has gotten into and the negative press. And so if they rebrand, like lots of, you know, companies have in the past to get out of hot water, it's definitely not something that necessarily keeps you from legal action, but it can be kind of a look over here a distraction moment, so I imagine that the ad is just an extension of that. But what do you think, Chris? Uh,
1: yeah. Okay. I had a when I saw it, I was laughing because I was immediately thinking, "How are they going to do this on Saturday Night Live?" <laughs> and they did. <laughs> they did do it. It was pretty funny. Um, and uh, but then I was I was just kind of like doing um our daily transpotting um our strategy guy was doing that and he pulled up this uh, this um uh commercial from ice iceland tourism icelandic tourism okay yeah it is the freaking funniest thing that you can see. Cause it's exactly how I feel when watching it because Mark Zuckerberg in the ad is like, you're going to be able to feel it. You're going to be able to like live it. You're going to be able to talk to people. Okay. So I'm thinking like, I'm kind of doing that now. I can, I can kind of like feel this desk. I can feel this mic. I can like talk to my staff. Um, I can smack my head into a wall. I mean, like, I don't need, <laughs> I don't need you for that. And basically the Icelandic tour, Tourism Board got that ram with it and just basically said, hey, look, would you like to look outside? <laughs> this is Iceland outside. <laughs> would you like to touch somebody? Ah, uh, here's a person. This is available in Iceland. <laughs> it's just absolutely hilarious. And they got somebody who looks almost identical to Zuckerberg to do it. Um, it was just a really, really funny play. Um, the problem is that guy's never going to be able to be take taken super seriously because he is who he is um but i think it was uh it was a nice bit of levity with a uh, the heavy facebook narrative that they're laying down right now
0: right so good well call colleen or colleen is in our waiting room
1: okay well some leans are up coming up so see money we got see money
0: here she comes do
1: you want to give her a quick intro
0: yeah let me let her in real quick okay so we're welcoming Colin, Colin oh God, I can't speak today, help me, God help me.
1: I kind of like to watch you struggle. I mean, <laughs> I, I really do. I c- Come on, one more time, April, let's go.
0: Colleen,
2: we are welcoming. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to call me, I'll answer. Colleen, Colleen. <laughs> we are welcoming Colleen.
0: Okay. I, mean, I, I got this. I got this. We're pleased to welcome Colleen Wortham to the show. She is the uh, former VP of digital product and operations at Albertsons Companies, one of the largest food and drug retailers in the US. And she is here today to discuss all things customer loyalty and how we can you, create programs that relate to customers and the target market. So welcome to the show. We are yeah. excited to have you. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for <laughs> enduring my bloopers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And see Colleen, you got one of the longest introductions I think we've ever had for a guest. So
0: that's saying say something. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Positive. Oh man. So I know one of the things I wanted to chat with you about is just in general what your your take is on on all of this. Obviously this is your your baby and your area of expertise. But I'm also always personally interested because I have this be in my bonnet about privacy and and all of that. You know, how do you provide customized solutions and loyalty programs to customers Without creeping them out and feeling like you're invading their privacy and you know too much. I mean, I know, for example, this is a strange example, but I love Sun Basket. I get Sun Basket every week. And I'm always surprised that they haven't paid attention to what I've ordered in the past to suggest for next week what I'd want. So it's always this random I still don't eat pork and I'm still gluten-free, but thanks for playing, you know? So it's like, sometimes I, I find myself get annoyed that they don't do Mm -hmm. more customization when that requires them to spy on my choices. So, um, so I think, (laughs) I think there's sort of a fine line here, right? So where, 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 where does it, where does it fall? How do you make that decision as a brand?
2: Well, I guess, I mean one way to think of it first is, you know, exactly like what you were saying. Um, you know, they're they're spying on my choices, but I want them to give me good stuff. And so like a totally other way to think of it is, let's say you're just, you know, hanging out at the park watching your kids play and there's, you know, some lady next to you and you guys just start chatting about Uh, you know, playground equipment, and that's totally fine. You're going to have like a good conversation with this person and, and you're fine with that. Now, if she showed up in your backyard and just kind of all of a sudden nudged up to you and said, hey, playground equipment, you would totally be freaked out and not, you know, you would distance yourself completely. And I think that is one way to think about the communications that companies have with their um, customers. If I'm telling you about something really cool for you to eat that you know, you're interested in and it's the right time, it's dinner time or you're about to go shopping, and that's totally makes sense. Um, and then when, if I tell it to you when you're not expecting it, when if I'm like constantly texting you information that you're like, Go away, you know. <laughs> stop popping up on my phone. Then, then that's obtrusive. So i I try to make it. I try to think of it as the getting the right information to people when they're interested in it. And exactly to your point, hey, if it's relevant to me, then then I'm all for it. Um, most grocers, you know. So I worked, you know, Safeway Albertson, second largest grocer, um, for almost. 16 years Mm -hmm. and the people the customers that we've talked to have been really clear yeah I don't mind at all if you take my information and are looking at stuff that I buy I figure that's what you're doing so that you can make a better shopping experience for me but you better make that experience better for me and so yeah don't Mm -hmm. recommend you know, meat products to me because I'm a vegetarian or, you know, don't recommend things that I would never ever want to try. But please do show me that really cool new flavor of ice cream that I always buy. You know, so those are the types of it is a fine line. um, And so you have to try really hard and think about it from obviously the customer's perspective and it's since pretty much everyone is a grocery shopper of some sort it's easy to think about well how would i feel if somebody gave this to me and you know based off of the information that you know that i think they know about me so it is a little bit of a game there so we're going
1: <clears throat> we're going into fourth quarter now and a lot of a lot of brands out there and companies are just trying to kind of, you know, get their uh, almost, I don't want to say brand ambassador program, but you know, their, 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 their customer program going with incentives and, and this, th- that, and the other. What, what, what advice would you give to somebody that was trying to launch this, uh, launch something new that was
2: going mm-hmm.
1: to be um, customer facing?
2: I think it is absolutely critical that you're picking the right audience. And that Mm -hmm. might be disappointing because you might want, you might think, hey, everybody is going to love this. And everybody might. uh, But you you're going to be much more successful, both from your brand message and from the customer response when it is targeted and thoughtfully thought out. Um, And again, a grocery example is a lot of times we have free product to give away. Try this new yogurt for free. And I mean, you can't get better than free, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if we do proper targeting, if we look and say, do these people like yogurt or have they tried you know are they do they like this flavor? You know just types of things like that that makes us think that would be a product that would resonate that customer is much more likely to use that free coupon versus if we just gave it to everybody. But more importantly, the repeat purchase is eight times higher. So if you're, you know, coming into Q4 and you want to launch a new program, it's super tempting just to say, Hey, make it big and bold across everything. You might make a nice big noise, but the impact, you know, your what you'll find out in Q1 of next year, you know, is really going to be did I spend that money and that attention wisely? Did I actually get that message to the people who are going to be most interested in it? And that personalization and targeting is what drives it through, you know, to the end. You you have to I, I believe you absolutely have to have that.
1: Right. And you know, just a just like a follow up to that, like I one of the questions that I get asked a lot is you know, um, when I'm talking about SMS programs um, attached to the customer program, uh, when do you think a good time is to do that? For example, um, not to send the SMS, because I think I, I think we'll, be, we'll have the same answer on this. But if a brand is just starting a new program, right? They're just starting it out. They're launching it via maybe email first. Um, when is the right time to do that SMS? Or should it be hand in hand?
2: It is a tough, it is a tough one. Um, I think it depends um, for SMS generally, I want it to be something that the customer has um, in some way asked for it Because right. when we're doing that, that is, That is coming into my backyard, right? That is not just, oh, we're casually talking, you know, at the park or in line or something like that. That is, you have come into my space, into the phone that I'm holding that is in my purse or in my back pocket, you know, so it's much more personal. Um, So I reserve those messages, you know, for um, a message like, hey, you know, we saw that you read the email and came to our website and started to look at this, but did you know that we also have this? Or do you wanna finish that? Mm -hmm. You know, Something in that message that lets me as a customer know that you care about me. You saw me do something, you have a next step for me to do, or you have something else to share that's along the lines of what I've already been doing. Um, I don't recommend it for try my new program you know, just out of the blue. It's yeah. not a cold pop type cool. of um, medium. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. No, exactly. So April, what were you going, you had a couple of things that you wanted to bring up.
0: Well, I'm also curious um, if you have any predictions
1: oh, for yeah. next
0: year, where you think things are going. I know it's, you know, it's that classic time of year where people <laughs> starting <laughs> to think about 2022. I'm curious where you think things are going to be going based on, What's been happening with social media platforms, the culture, et cetera, technology? Oh my goodness. Yes.
2: Um I think I think people are much, much more savvy about um, I mean, we've always been savvy, but we're super savvy now about what type of information is out there. Where can I get trusted information? Um what type of information should I listen to? you know where 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 can I feel good about getting my data or or my facts? you know, hopefully you know that type of thing. Um, there was a time, right, when we were saying um, recommendations those recommendations, engines, you know, recommendations from you know friends or websites, you know, there were that was the way to go because it was letting people know what's happening. And I think what we've seen is, oh, it's kind of scary. There's all these weird algorithms out there. Things are popping up in my recommendations that aren't organic. You know, it's not just a possible search. There could be a lot of other nefarious stuff going on. I don't understand it. So I, while I don't exactly have a solution, my prediction is that solutions that can make it very transparent to a customer what's going on is going to be much more trusted and much more useful. Um, so for a brand, you know, that, you know, a brand that feels uh, more transparent, is very open about what's going on, you know, that sends a message, you know, that, Let's the customer know that we're careful with your data. You know, we respect your privacy, um, but we have good things to share. And we want you to be able to opt in very easily, also opt out very easily. Customers are just so much savvier and warier about their own information and where they want to get the information. So we, as people trying to share information, have to be transparent and let them be able to like, kind of dig and, and not just expect them to trust us with what mm-hmm. we tell you. Yeah, Nothing's faith value anymore.
0: Totally makes sense. No, it's great. Um, well, I I know we promised you um, to let you go 15 minutes in, but I, is there anything else that we didn't ask you that we should have or anything you want to
2: plug or shout about? <laughs>
0: Anywhere people can find
2: you. Um, No new books, nothing that I need to plug, um, except I would just say in general for that universe of marketing world and talking to customers, I strongly believe that personalization is the way to go, has always been the way to go. And we have so much data available. We definitely should use it and use it responsibly.
1: Excellent.
0: Well, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure.
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank Colleen.
0: you. <laughs> okay. Next we'll, time we'll be in to touch
1: you soon. Though. You too. All right. Take okay. care, Colleen. Right.
2: Bye-bye.
1: That's interesting. You know, it's, it's really, uh, one of the things that, uh, Colleen mentioned that I, I absolutely loved April was that, um, you know, that personalization and I'm finding that again and again, a lot of people are, um, a lot of companies are not they're just, they're just too lazy to um, dive into all the steps of the personalization because it can get highly technically, technical very quickly. And that is it. So even for, even for me, gosh, you're a digital marketer, you know, everything. No, I don't. So uh, I have to learn stuff all the time. And the, we were using one email platform, for example, they updated it and offered more, more personalization than I could e- even ever thought is available and segmentation that is crazy, but it's not really readily accessible to everybody. So personalization is the way, but the road to personalization is a journey. Right. So, all
0: right, so,
1: we had our interview with um, what was
0: her name again? April? This is why it's problem. I have a friend that's Colleen, but I know it's Colleen because it's the opposite of what I thought it would be.
1: No, it's it, it was uh, it was very funny. I enjoyed her intro. I'm sorry,
0: she's great. No, she's great. Um, I, you know, I've been having one of those days. Do you ever have these days where you just trip over your tongue and everything you're trying to say is coming? Your tongue and your brain aren't aligned. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen to me very often, but this is one of those days where I just can't get them to sync.
1: Oh yeah, I, I yeah. Can't trick- I I'm
0: thinking faster than I'm speaking, or I'm speaking slower than I don't know what's happening.
1: Okay, you know, everyone has days like this, <laughs> but not totally. Okay, so
0: <laughs> so terrible. Okay, <laughs> <Where> the- <laughs> so. Point what? counterpoint.
1: Oh my this God, it's that you time.
0: Found, you found something amazing.
1: Oh my gosh, I sure did.
0: About. Let's hear about it. Tell us.
1: Okay. So this was, um, I was reading a, a, a recent uh, edition of Vogue cover to cover. Now I was, um, I saw this article in Vogue business and I thought that it was uh, really interesting because AI is something that I've been um, starting to get more involved with um, because I've been creating monsters in my basement and into robots and to just for an army. And, you know, I, I've been working- And teddy bears? And teddy bears. <laughs> Spoiler alert coming up in the next segment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but
1: no, I was, um, I've been uh, reading so much about AI right now because it's such a hot topic in, in VR and all of these different things. So one of the things that I saw was an article in Vogue, and it was that influencers are wearing digital versions of physical clothes. So there is a firm out there, um, which has been um, their vice's creative agency, um, which is Virtue, and they began pitching the idea of digital fashion to emerging brands in 2019. Um, But the idea was to give the collection to influencers. And sell them to customers to both generate buzz and test a less resource-intensive pro- approach to Instagram content. So they basically avatar them like the movie Avatar. Like they they just put like like pieces of tape on them so they can get their entire body shaped so they can model their body, and they put them in poses. They take photographs of them and then they model the clothes on top of them. So they're able to um, change the clothes and just basically without sending product to the influencers, um, waiting for them to do it, they have full control over the speed of how this works. So on your first, first blush of this, what do you think about this?
0: I mean, it seems, it seems innovative and interesting I feel like I'd like them as a client because it'd be fun to pitch since there is a story there and it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do understand that it's not quite just the rosy story that it looks to be Mm -hmm. because of the complications of, you know, nobody knowing in advance Mm -hmm. what influencer is going to have what clothing brand and what it's going to look like and any of that. So it's a lot of um, it's a little bit like playing roulette with a good idea.
1: Yeah. And I, and I think that the one, the one, the one thing I like about this the most is that this reduces waste big style mm-hmm. because these fashion houses are sending out tons and tons and tons of samples that People either throw away or I mean, some people just do throw them away. Believe it or not, they don't donate them or even try to sell them on whatever uh, shopping sites. Um, uh, I can't think of the name of it. Rent my buy my closet or I don't know what it's called. Anyway, the but but the one thing is that with some digital renderings based on scans and photos, it's difficult to to mimic the movement of the fabric. So they look like cut out dolls mm-hmm.
0: sometimes.
1: And it right, also- looks
0: like a collage you do in middle school. And it's like, someday I'm going to grow up and look like this. <laughs> you take like a model and then you throw the clothes on it. Yeah. just Cut it and paste it.
1: Yeah. It's, it's just. Uh,
0: look, I, mom. This look, is in mom. a magazine.
1: <laughs> it's me on. <laughs> it's my head on it what's his name antonio sabato jr's (laughs) Uh, if you if you um if you uh understand that reference um
0: you work for either trust relations or the (laughs) go agency
1: (laughs) no one else is available i think it's super cool i I, the only thing i don't like is i don't like the influencers not seeing what clothes they're going to be wearing and the stuff being used. I don't right. like that. Um, uh, it just seems that it is, you're not, it's not showing things. And it's like, it's wish. Do you know what I mean? Like, wish, it's just like, oh my God, this is going to be an inflatable mattress. This is going to be great when my mom comes over. And then this comes in the mail. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, who's sleeping on this? Like a hand. What is that? Oh, it's a, one of those pop sheets. I
0: don't understand. Is this for stress?
1: Yeah, it's just a, you just push it. It's like, like you know bubble. Like when you permanent pop a bubble up, bubble,
0: wrap, bubble wrap? Yeah,
1: and it's reversible.
0: Huh.
1: Yeah, it's great. How about that? Yeah, if you'd like it, it's available on Amazon.
0: Is that how you keep from punching people?
1: Um, no, I usually just punch them and then do this.
0: Because <laughs> it's kind <laughs> then of like punch sooth- bubbles. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> humans then bubbles. That's usually my uh, my process. No, you but I've got I thought this
0: was- bubbles. I thought this was pretty
1: cool. Um, I think I like the reducing the I waste like angle. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's pretty cool. I think there are complications in it, but um, and you know it also. I think a good part about this is that um, they can test out stuff. They can test out designs before they actually sell it, which is really great because mm-hmm. getting a whole line and then it's like garbage, and you have to put it. You have to sell it to TJ Maxx. I mean, it, it, there's still money in that, but not that much. Oh my gosh. Okay, we have to segue over to the Cash or cash Trash. Cash or
0: Trash. Oh
1: my god. This Cash or Trash segment, folks, is just so We've got so full of Shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, trash, 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 trash.
1: Yeah, this is this is actually <laughs> Cash or Shit. So,
0: <laughs> so we we're changing
1: it for one day only. <laughs> oh man. Oh, April Margulies. Okay, so
0: There's so many so, um, so the first one that I see here is McDonald's duetting with Mariah Carey to celebrate the holidays with a Mariah menu. Wow. This is really something. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's a clever way of of saying we're having a Christmas menu without saying we're having a Christmas menu. So it's a very like PC way of walking yeah. that line. Because it's definitely that's what it is, but they can't say that, so instead they got a celebrity, poor Mariah, who doesn't otherwise seem at all aligned with McDonald's um, to do this thing. I mean, the funniest part to me, this is from the press release. Are you ready for this?
1: I'm ready.:
0: This is a quote from the uh, the chain's vice president of u s. Marketing brand content and engagement from a, their press release. Mariah goes with holidays like ketchup and fries, so we couldn't think of a better partner to help us celebrate the upcoming season. Just like McDonald's brings people around the table with their favorite orders, Mariah's music connects us all during this time of year. It's my favorite.
1: Oh my God. I I mean- you get
0: a laugh from that?
1: No, I- It's like a fart in an elevator. I mean, like it's kind of like you know, it's it, this because what the thing is. Yes, she is Mrs. Christmas. Like she's all. It's all Christmas is very Mariah owned and kind of property now. Oh my God! It's like she's here. Um. But the, but she's like super duper over sexualized as an as as a star. So even when she's wearing her Santa outfit, like the puppies are out, like the slits up to the th- the butt. Right, like, right, I mean, right. it's So I'm wondering, I'm just wondering what the stand up is I going to look want like in
0: the Christmas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like the bright. There is just
0: version. one thing I need,
1: and I.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the what joy. did you say?
1: And I. Uh... <laughs>
0: Someone else has to do that. You're doing the, you're doing the McDonald's duet part.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God!
0: Just one thing I need:
1: McNuggets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God! Underneath the Christmas tree,
1: <laughs> Hamburglar won't leave me alone. <laughs> Man, <I> Mc <make> cheese is <laughs> not out. <at> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> what else uh, shall I do? All I want for Christmas is the Fry Guys to return.
0: <laughs> there we go.
1: <laughs> yeah, um Amazing. this is uh this is so beyond trash. I think it's smart, but <laughs> I think it's super trash.
0: Beyond trash. This
1: beyond like- trash right. All right,
0: all right. Here, here's the next one. Ready? Arby's Mm. cracks into spirits with vodka flavors inspired by its fries. Arby's is introducing two limited run vodka flavors inspired by its curly and crinkle cut fries, respectively, according to an announcement. I had to read this entire thing to even understand what the hell was going on. I thought it was a joke. Then I realized, oh, no, no, it's not because they're actually doing it, but also Mm. the... the the thought process is that potatoes are what makes vodka. So their fries are what makes (sighs) these vodkas. But do you think of Arby's as like a vodka brand?
1: No, I kind of think of them as a moonshine brand.
0: Right. Or beer, Coors Light, or like a a wine in a box or
1: the one <laughs> <laughs> Arby's Merlot.
0: <laughs> like that I would buy, but this I'm like vodka.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think. It, and also what I thought was most interesting about this is that it's vodka. It's not, it's like hard. It's not like wine or something light. It's like Arby's vodka going to get you effed up.
0: Okay? Right. <laughs> so it's just, like- weird
1: cool. and also what flavor is this sorry that went high
0: i what like, what flavor
1: is it, it it's what does that what is hold an on, rb I'll flavor
0: you. i'll tell you i'll tell you hold on i think they actually have it like
1: salt and pepper and like paprika or something or the,
0: the curly fry vodka and the crinkle fry vodka.
1: <laughs> what the hell does that mean like one makes you roll up in the fetal position and the other one like makes you like rigid or something i mean i don't know
0: i don't know but they partnered with iron chef winner and fast foodies host justin sutherland oh wow to share two custom bloody mary recipes that pair the beverages with other menu items including including horsey sauce arby sauce and toppers like mozzarella sticks
1: wow that's freaking gross man the this like i mean i've i've had bacon flavored vodka before but not like french fry so it's gonna be like a it's gonna be like a like a salty grease kind of taste
0: i don't know experimenting in spirits is clearly intended to get consumers and the media talking a twitter post teasing the drop features a poll that asks followers for their responses to the vodka with options to answer a yes b double shot a yes c is this real
1: oh my god not even a no wimps that's you know when you got a stinker when you don't give the negative thing I I I mean th- this is I don't know what I heard the other day but me and Dale are watching tv and there was a there was an ad that came on and we both went <laughs> and it was a someone was doing a sparkling um like a like a fizzy or a white claw someone was doing it but it was like the it was like milk or something i don't know it was like a it was a weird combo i can't remember what it was it, it sounded so gross i can't remember but everyone's doing these 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 mashups and they think yeah. it's kind of oh so disruptive oh we're gonna do a potato chip that tastes like a pile of shit with the flies on it I mean, oh which one's we're, your favorite and we're
0: talking yes way it.
1: yes or oh what you're doing <laughs> wimps <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. All right. But here's my favorite one. Are you ready oh, for this one? Oh what, this is the one we teased earlier. Yeah. Ikea is introducing buff teddy bears to safeguard holiday celebrations.
1: And actually possibly kill your whole entire family. They are <laughs> absolutely if I get honestly, find find this ad. Google it. It's called um. Every home should have a haven. Every home should be a haven by Ikea. So you can go onto the Ikea YouTube and and check it out.
0: Terrifying.
1: It is absolutely terrifying. It reveals a bunch of like just really muscular uh, teddy bears that are do they're like acting as bouncers to the house that are like crushing their phones so they're not distracted from playtime with their friends they're carrying them off to bed they're closing the blinds with remote controls i mean yeah
0: and they all have six packs
1: yeah it oh man it's like it's like if teddy ruxpin lost grubby and then got on steroids that's kind of the vibe (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm trying to pack in as many 80s references as possible now because oh i feel like
0: i feel like they need to be like th- their own goonies movie or um what was the really scary movie from back in the day with those little they look like bears with that but they were like horror bears
1: horror bears
0: you know, were talking about there was the movie from the 80s i wasn't allowed to watch it because of the home i grew up in but everyone else did
1: little scary 80s bears like are the teddy bears
0: no they're like with the with the ears
1: they were bears go. with ears okay so we're getting
0: with-
1: <laughs> bears with ears so hey remember that movie scary bears with ears when they look like bears <laughs> Were they, were they the main feature of the film, April?
0: Yeah. No, they kind of look like the scary little Ewok things from Star Wars, but much scarier. Gremlins? Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. Oh, my God. Again! 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 I can't. I can't. I can't. Okay. Everybody that is, everybody, immediately, if we did a poll right now that was live, of people are rolling their eyes right now that the scary bears from the 80s were gremlins not actual bears (laughs) actual like alien things that turn into worse alien things black bears with ears holy shit april
0: I can't even get my breath
1: back oh my god, <laughs> oh,
0: god. oh man okay yeah. so now we need a an ikea movie called the ikea gremlins
1: yeah exactly cool. and i'm like, I'll, I'm have
0: like, like boun- I'll have the bouncer bears
1: i'm like i'm like i'm like googling scary bear movie from the 80s <laughs> and it's just like nothing wrong search <laughs> just type in gremlins <laughs> <laughs> Gremlins. <laughs> there we go that's oh uh oh my gosh oh my uh, uh and then we have uh, one more little winner on this list of losers actually i don't i don't hate this um the the uh coke partner coke, coke is partner with cameo to gift personalized videos from santa so coca cola debuted the first holiday campaign under its new Real magic platform with a focus <laughs> on communicating festive joy and inclusion. According to an announcement. <laughs> I, I, I see I'm a Christmas ho bag. Like I love Christmas out the wazoo. Um, so I think this is really cute.
0: I actually, I would give this one cash.
1: Yeah. I would cash this one. See, look, it's not all shit see we, we think we hate all of your ideas world we don't we don't
0: this one works yeah i like
1: it yeah and i have one last one um it is really it is actually yeah i didn't it's a secret one Oh. Um, and what it is is um scary bears three reboot <gasps> in the works at warner brothers
0: i don't want a lot for christmas <laughs> McFlurry
1: <laughs> with mix-ins. Oh it's the yogurt.
0: You've we've ruined my my makeup. My mascara is dripping from all the crying <laughs> laughing.
1: Oh, thank God I didn't wear any fake Tim. There you go. Um, so, did you um? Was there any like really emerging um emer- emerging certainly emerging <laughs> business trends you've seen business this week? Trends. I haven't.
0: That's a good question. Um I mean, not necessarily the 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 big I mean the big push right now is everyone getting ready for CES. But oh. that's not really a business trend. But that's definitely what I'm seeing is people uh, all preparing for a CES and on the PR side, knowing that only about half of the journalists are probably gonna show up, but there's still gonna be almost a full plate of things there so now we're vying for half of the reporters for most of the products which is going to be challenging but
1: yeah it's it's it is the season right you know i think one of the biggest trends that i've been i see in my in the my digital um agency every year is something that we do we do is what we'll do is we'll watch all the proposals that we did not Convert due to them going another different direction and watching those brands flounder on social media. So I think um,
0: <laughs> that's so mean.
1: No, no, it's not mean. It's just I like to see what, okay. So if someone's chosen, what were they chosen? And it's always obviously, I'm guessing the price because it looks like someone that was an intern is, is handling these massive campaigns. Mm. So I think, I think buyer's remorse. Is one of the trends that I'm seeing right now. Um, Are they
0: coming back to you? Like, oh, we didn't choose choose wisely. We're back.
1: They they do. And I, but I, what I try to do is I try not to talk to them immediately. I let that, let it like really settle in and then kind of put them off to next year, because this is not a time to engage for now. It's a time to engage for future Mm -hmm. because we're it's November 15th. Someone says, okay, Chris, I want you to run a, a cyber Monday deal. It's like, and I'm going to sign the contract on Monday of next week. Like what? Mm-hmm. I have a three day week because we'd have two days off next week and then it's into the fire. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Can you believe it's, it's like all, already that time of year?
0: No, it's crazy. And I was just talking to someone who was like, I want to start December 1st. Cause right now I feel like I'm already in Thanksgiving. Hmm. It's just the time is compressing faster and faster. And then once, once Thanksgiving is over, oh man, it's just a mad dash to the end of the year.
1: Oh yeah. It's a mad dash to one day. And then, um, on the 26th, everything goes.
0: right. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> and what happens in for me, that's always the, it's always the days around a, a major holiday that I'm the busiest. hmm I think because people were just trying to clear their dockets before they tick off. But, but yeah. So I think that one, I have a, just the tip uh, for
0: us. I don't want a lot for
1: Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about body positivity. He was literally a purple triangle. Uh, I mean, or a gumdrop. Or was he a person? Was they they lived in a city, didn't they?
0: Who are you talking about? Grimace
1: from McDonald's. Oh, remember Purple Grimace? I bet your parents didn't let you see him.
0: I don't remember that either. Don't no, be looking at no grimace.
1: Avert your eyes.
0: I don't want to laugh
1: uh. Oh, always be my baby. Okay, so my just the tip is, it's never too early to be planning for your January, um, and I think that that's something that I really I try I put the brakes on after no, after November because it's kind of like you're on your own, folks. Um, January has a lot of power to it, and I think everyone always feels that they have the full month. To really reap those benefits, and in, in in the digital world, I really do feel that you have the last week of December and the first two weeks of January. So I have a slightly different approach. So I, I, with that said, everyone has their own strategy, but I think that you need to get your your shit together for January in order to kind of come up with a plan that's going to give you the most coverage. Because people be, people are starting to disengage with January rituals faster and faster every year due yeah. to the flattening of the year i think i mean i've i've gone i've gone to stores on january 1st and seen valentine's things
0: oh yeah for sure
1: because that's the pressure i think i've got to oh, yeah. talk about a pressured season valentine's day was that one of our critics
0: i'm sorry it's my dog What <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you ask what, is, I said, what? "Is that
1: one of our critics <laughs>
0: Yes, apparently she's <laughs> very upset with this segment.
1: CEO of McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell, Mariah. Um, all right, well, good show, good show. I, uh, I, I have learned a lot about um, pronouncing people's names. <laughs> um, the uh,
0: Cole- Colleen, Colleen,
1: my colleague, Colleen. And, uh, but no, that was a really great segment. She had some really fantastic, um, info. Uh, and you know, I, I think my biggest takeaway, um, is that April has a fantastic singing voice and she's never (laughs) going, and she's never going to not refer to gremlins as bears with ears, just to let you know, she's immediately forgot the gremlins again. And now they're just bears with ears. It's scary, but I can't watch it.
0: No, I think we're just gremlins is going to come
1: up on everything now. Oh my God. It sure is. And uh, (laughs) I I, will talk about your gifting suite uh, for Christmas (laughs) is going to be massive. I'm just picking up everything that you have no clue that existed that you weren't allowed to see. I'm getting
0: grimace.
1: Grimace. I'm getting, I'm giving you some fry guys. I can't wait. Yeah. Oh yeah. Merrimack cheese. Uh, Oh, but yeah. So excellent. Um, April, do you have any, any, any further? Thoughts on the show today?
0: No, I think it's a wrap, Chris.
1: It is a wrap, but we not a wrap from Wendy's. It has to be from McDonald's, Arby's, vodka.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All <I'm>... right, <laughs> <laughs> Mariah flavored vodka coming 2022.
0: <laughs> Wait, what? What kind of flavored vodka? Are you uh,
1: be? Mariah. Flavor?
0: Oh, Mariah flavored vodka. Yes. Oh, so you
1: just you just go. It's, it's like,
0: I mean, that sounds sexy. No <laughs> <up on> Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just open the bottle and it sings.
0: I would drink that. Yeah. Not sure about crinkly cut, curly fry, horsey sauce, vodka.
1: Yeah. I don't want corned beef hash flavored gin. You know. I mean, it's. Pass. <laughs> Pass. All right, folks, thank you for listening to another, um, I'm hoping, enthralling episode of Pipe Busters, where um, April and I discuss everything that is really late breaking and important in your life and crucial to your existence.
0: <laughs> thank you to Colleen for a great interview.
1: Yeah, thanks, Colleen. And, folks, um, please uh, subscribe, share the show if you like it. And, um, hey, if you have any show ideas, keep them to yourself. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Our DMs are always open.
1: Slip in,
0: baby. We want news, company suggestions, anything you want to hear about. Bye. Bye. Bye.